It's with Double J, Jeff Jarrett, who's had a big 2022 already. Double J, thanks for joining me today, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's kind of uh, surreal. I didn't even catch it when you said 2021. I just sort of went with it. But uh, here we are in 2022. I've done uh, quite a bit of media already uh, in, in, in the new year. And I've said this not on every interview, but almost every interview, there's something about early January that I absolutely love. I'm a summer guy. I like spending time on the water, but the beach and the heat and all that kind of stuff. But there's something about the first two weeks of January, the newness, I don't say new year's resolution, but man, um, I am super excited about what's going on. Pardon the punt in my world, but there are a lot of moving parts and we're going to talk, chat about a few of them today, but, uh, Opening days right around the corner, baseball season. (laughs) We got the podcast going on. We got fight. Got a couple of things uh, brewing. So excited, man. There's a lot of good stuff cooking. And you, I mean, like, yeah, let's get to it. I mean, starting off to news just broke last week about pick a fight. And uh, you're uh, you've had a relationship with fight TV before, but this is like a kind of a new thing you guys are doing. And you made a heck of a recommendation this weekend. Talk about a little bit. uh, You started off this way. You know, um, and I've, uh, that, that's sort of the, the, the main thrust of, of, of this week as, as far as I'm doing lots and lots of fight media and it's been candidly, it's been a lot of fun to, to just sort of discuss how the relationship got started. Cause it takes me back to Russell kingdom nine, new Japan at the time, uh, they approached me about putting, uh, their, you know, their version of WrestleMania, uh, on, on, on traditional pay-per-view here in the United States, their product was red hot. Uh, it's, it's so hard to take a faction like the bullet club when they lose such a founding member, like they lost Fergal uh, or Finn Balor, if you will, but AJ stepped in and that the, the bullet club, it was just red hot at the time, uh, doc and Carl, the young bucks. And it, it was just such a really cool time, uh, for their product. And, um, not only was it red hot and obviously in Japan, but, but all throughout the world. And so. Mike Weber, who's now the CEO of Fight, uh, he was working for me at the time, and me and Mike got a 25-year uh, track record working together. We worked together at WCW, and then he worked for me at TNA, and, and through the years, we, we've always stayed close and connected, and uh, he's the one who married the two. He brought, uh, at the time it was called flips. They were a general entertainment streaming platform, uh, that had the capability to do transactional pay-per-view. Uh, and so when he brought it to me and, and knowing that we carved out the rights, when we did the deal that not only did we have United States rights, we had all the North American to do a traditional pay-per-view, but we had global rights. And so, um, at the time flip served that need and, and do the success of wrestle kingdom nine and the promotion. And man, it, I had fun reliving and telling that story. It was me and Kevin Sullivan and Jim Ross and, and Mike Weber, a really small group as far as the marketing and promotion. And we, I mean, we grinded it out and churned it out, but it was super, super successful. So successful that fight Costa and his team, the owner, uh, at that time, they looked at it and truly flipped their business. And they went from a general entertainment right into combat sports and combat sports, only boxing, MMA, uh, bare knuckle, all kinds of, but of course, professional wrestling. So through the years I've kept the contact, you know, I've done a lot of events with fight NWA 70 was an event I did with them. Uh, Starcast, me and Conrad Thompson put that on. And so, you know, uh, the one thing that I, I always say consistently, and look, we live in a, you know, we're connected on our phones. We live in a technology world and, um, fight is a technology company first. 
that that is the, their their foundation. So a lot of folks will, will will be in a line of work and then they'll try to get into the technology business. Fight did it the right way. They're technology first and then, you know, uh, migrated it to, to a niche of, of combat sports. And that's where Mike Weber with his 35 year track record, you know, he goes back to the very earliest of WrestleMania. So anyway, it's a good marriage. And I've worked with him off and on through the years. And then when my world was launched, there just came a real opportunity because I would tell them, man, you know, there's so much on fight this weekend. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. And that was sort of born pick a fight. Uh, and it's F I T E not F I G H T. So pick a fight. That's the hashtag. That's the promotion. I appreciate you uh, giving me an opportunity to sort of dig into it, but man, it's a great opportunity and you know, it, it's probably going to be every week, but there may be some weeks where we, we don't have one, but there's so much to offer. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's going to be some bare knuckle championships or some certain MMA. I mean, there's, there's literally live shows from all over the world every weekend. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't even know AEW is on fight in the international, not in the United States, not North America, but from an international perspective. So, um, man, there is so much to pick from. And so I'm going to help be the guide because long before I was a promoter or a wrestler as a fan. So as a fan, I get to pick a fight. Well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you start off one to know in your recommendations because <laughs> hard to kill was really, uh, very, I think, notable pay-per-view for Impact and uh, re really exemplified the times of the transition of what the wrestling landscape is looking like. Um, they brought like ROH guys in and obviously Mickey James, who I want to ask you about too briefly. But um, as a promote, like you with your promoter experience and pro promoter sense, um, with fight going like you, like you mentioned, making that pivot to like to combat sports and everything like that, how would you if you were having a startup promotion and you've done this with global force too, like baseball stadiums and stuff, that was like a unique kind of thing that made them stand out. How would you, considering today's landscape, how would you kind of approach uh, starting a promotion today with just the thought process of all that kind of considering like how everything is kind of filtered out so far to this. Year? Oh man, you're trying to ask me to, you're trying to dig into the Conrad Conrad says the promotion you're not starting. Like, right. Don't get me into that conversation, but um, the opportunities there. I, I was, uh, I said earlier this morning uh, on some press that, you know, uh, look, the, the WWE, they, they, they were first in the space on a national basis in the United States. And obviously it grew to a global, their deals in India and Saudi Arabia and all around, literally all around the world. Um, but there is so much opportunity for there to be like AEW, the alternative, but then I'm going to go one step further is that from years and years and years, for the most part, and with a ton of respect to Mexico and AAA and New Japan and Japan and uh, the other promotions in those markets, for the most part, professional wrestling and due respect to my buddies in Germany and the UK, but the United States has been the exporter, if you will, the leader in the marketplace of this form of entertainment. Um, and so with the rapidly changing uh, landscape, um, I really think there's an opportunity for promotions all over the globe to pop up, uh, whether it's, you know, South America based, Australian based, Indian based, U European based. I just think there's such an opportunity. And, and with that being said, uh, a, a technology company uh, uh, and a streaming service and, and a, uh, we'll call it a promotional vehicle as fight over 4 million subscribers, uh, it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it is the definite way of, you know, you, you look at P 
Peacock and, and, and Discovery and, and Warner Media merging and all the big media companies, not just in the States, all around the globe, you know, merging. Well, Fight is a one-stop shop. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so, you know, the large world's largest network is YouTube. So uh, it's just how things are headed in that way that there's going to be, you know, uh, so much. I do. There, there's so much opportunity for other promotions to pop up all over the world and really get a, um, I, I'll say develop, not just a following, but d- develop their, their own brand of professional wrestling. And that's as a promoter, third generation, that's what excites me. What's out there on the horizon? I've got some ideas, but I'll keep that confidential for right now, my friend. Yeah, do it that way. <laughs> That's the way to handle it. Keep it close to the vest. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I touched upon Mickey James. Uh, I just thought it was so cool her getting the, that opportunity to be in the Royal Rumble, but also like kind of get the name out again about Impact and everything like, and then just her star power in general and what she's capable of doing. Talk about just Mickey James and her development uh, as a performer, but also like going like kind of almost blazing a new trail in a lot of ways for 2022 starting off. You know, um, it goes without saying I'm a huge Mickey James fan. She was on the asylum shows. So, uh, in the very early days of Mickey James, she was actually went by another name, but we'll stick to Mickey for today. But you know, her progression in the industry, then she obviously worked to WWE and then, then she had her run in TNA. And then look, it goes without saying her talent is at the very top. Had it not been Mickey, uh, I'm not sure we would be having this conversation. Uh, you know, candidly, she's, uh, you know, just waiting to step into the hall of fame one day. Uh, but, but, um, uh, hats off to her, uh, hats off to everyone involved in that decision, uh, to bring her back and, and be a part of the Royal rumble. And I, I think it's the progressive way I've been sort of waving the, um, you know, AEW can refer to it as a for, forbidden door. Uh, I, I call it working with all promotions. You can call it whatever you want. It's yeah, been around exactly. long before nationally in, in the territory days. Well, we talked about it on my world. Super Clash three was a blend of promotions. That type of mentality has been around a long, long time. And I'm just happy to see, uh, things as they progress because, the wrestling fan wins at the end of the day. That's exactly what it's about is super serving your audience. And so, um, I'm well aware, uh, that the chairman, Mr. McMahon doesn't do anything unless it's good for business. And I think a lot of folks subscribe to that fact, love it, hate it. it it's the reality of it, but I'm glad to see that that's, uh, the, the, uh, progression and that's the direction things are going for that company. But, um, it, it's going to head that way regardless, because, it, it, it just is the, it look, you look in the music world, it, you know, used to be four or five labels that ran everything. Those days are long gone. Now it's, it's sort of, uh, in a lot of fun ways, the wild, wild west. So I'm happy for Mickey. I really am. And she got the win and she used a guitar. So it was a good night Saturday night for a pick a fight. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's a perfect segue. Cause you used a guitar this past, uh, couple of weeks ago when you made the show up or at the beginning of the year, when you showed up uh, GCW. And uh, nailed Effie with the guitar. Um, how do you kind of feel to kind of be in the mix of like a GCW? Such a like it's kind of has a, this uh, vibe of a, like the, the edgy promotion, almost like an ECW kind of thing. And uh, you're showing up there almost like Terry Funk style in a way. <laughs> uh, talk about being there and uh, your first experience of that. And then you're returning this week, January 15th at uh, what is it called? Say, say you will. Say you will in Chicago. Yeah. Um... I'll be diplomatic how I say this. Uh, no, um, 
you know, Game Changer Wrestling has, uh, contrary to Mr. Cardona's thoughts that he put them on the map, they've been on my radar a long time due to their success on fight. Uh, candidly, they have continued to grow their audience. Uh, they are episodic, compelling, uh, edgy, uh, but they are content and they are, you know, the, at the very core, you can see, you, you know, you reference ECW. I can say, I see threads of this promotion or that promotion. And you can say, I, I see threads of Memphis in there. And then in Memphis, we had threads of this promotion. It's a lineage. And, and I'm well aware of that. Um, you know, Effie is cut from a different mold. Uh, he has a skill set that's unique. Um, but, but also like Cardona, um, they kind of live in their own world mentally that, that they are, they are, and I don't want to say too much here. I'll save it for Saturday night, but it's, it's, it's unique to hear, uh, the, uh, entitlement generation that, uh, me, 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 I did this, I did that when it's just not accurate. Uh, you know, with my 35 plus years, uh, in the industry, um, and I've been referenced here lately and, and quite a few interviews this morning, people referring to me as the kind of the last outlaw. Uh, we we've touched on a couple of things on the podcast where we would, uh, you know, hit, hit end and Conrad would say something to that effect. Like, damn dude, you, you, you kind of an outlaw mentality. And I didn't, but anyway, <laughs> as, as time has sort of transpired, and the new year came around and, um, candidly, I've been in contact with those guys. They reached out to me. Uh, I think the first time was in 2017 and 18, uh, early 19, they reached out. Obviously I went back to WWE, but they've sort of consistently, uh, reached out to me. And as 2022 was starting to roll around, I'll say the end of the summer, early fall, I started sort of piecing things together. And then, um, when the opportunity came to kick the new year off on January one, uh, I thought it was a, uh, good way to make statement one of many more to come. It's exciting times. And, uh, it's neat to see you in the mix of it too. Um, especially like, <laughs> Hey, the possibility of you maybe stepping in the ring again would be very cool to see. So now I don't want to throw anything out there, but Hey, it's, it's 2022. You never know what's going to happen. You, you never know. I mean, yeah. the guy over your right shoulder, uh, <laughs> he, he's had a few matches, uh, in, in the late stages of his career that yeah. were breathtaking. I was a fan of all of them. So, uh, you just never know, uh, right now, uh, that's not on my plans, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. I'm <laughs> looking forward to Saturday in Chicago, uh, to making another statement. And when's your next pick a fight? Do you have a plan for one or when's it when you got, one? you know, with the team and, and look, I literally collaborate with fight, um, mm -hmm. with the, my world team, um, because I want to make sure that, that, um, that people understand that, that sort of the thoughts that go into it, you know, Saturday show. And, and again, when we started thinking about this 60, 90 days ago, I, I literally thought, well, maybe it's this bare knuckles or, or, or maybe it's, you know, Jake Paul, or, or maybe it's this boxing event or the, the NWA event had, had in January, but just as time went along and, 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 and the things, the year came to an end, we all put our heads together and said, we'll launch it in, in, you know, in January of 2022. And what was the first event that sort of popped up that was a no brainer 
kind of surreal. This is their serendipitous. 20th, <laughs> yes, this is their 20th anniversary year, June 19th, 2002, and now we're into 2022. So they're they're coming up on their 20 year anniversary, and that event was there, and and you know a female uh, Ultimate X match, Mickey James, who you know uh, the guitar shot, and 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 you know she headlined the pay per view. Matt Cardona, love him, hate him. I do both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> business partner. Uh, it, it just kind of lined up, and and I'm glad that we came out of the gate with that. Um, super successful event for them. The the numbers continue to come in, so I'm happy for them. Um, look, the business is thriving on so many levels, uh, and that uh, again, as a lifer, uh, a third generation guy, at the end of the day, that's sort of what keeps my blood pumping and to see, see the success of all the promotions game changer at the very top of that list. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think the most exciting thing about wrestling half the time is the unexpected and what's to come. Like people, you know, they, you, you want to be surprised by stuff and there's a lot oh, of yeah. stuff. There's a lot of moving parts going on, as you said. So I'll let you go with this Jeff real quick. Okay. So uh, news like there's reports going on that the rock season two coming out is going to feature Memphis. Hypothetically speaking, if they have Jeff Jarrett, a young Jeff Jarrett in Memphis, who would you cast? Now it can be a wrestler or an actor. Is there anybody in particular? Oh man, I'm not the one to ask on that. Let me throw it back at you. Do you have an actor? Maybe or No, give me an actor and give me a wrestler. All right. Wrestler. How about like a Dolph Ziggler? Do you know, just a second ago, I went, Dolph, Dolph's not a good actor though. He's a hell, <laughs> of, a talent. He's a hell of a talent though. Yeah. No, no. no. Um, that's a good one. Uh, that's a now, actor. I'm trying to think actor. Cause I was kind of racking through who would be a good one for you. So it has to be the, the, the young Jeff Jarrett. It's the young the, Jeff Jarrett. The, yeah. The, so I'm like Memphis, the Memphis version. I don't know. Memphis version too. I'm trying to think I like, they got to come out to simply irresistible. I want to know is young rock going to, are they going to license the Robert Palmer song uh, with that? <laughs> they should, right? <laughs> they should. <laughs> funny. Oh man. Well, geez, Jeff. It's been great. Uh, I'm looking forward to your 2022. Um, I'm sorry you got a double dose of D'Angelo's today. <laughs> no, bro, I love it. You have no idea. I, you have, uh, you know, I appreciate your time, but your brother's number one. So uh, hey, I can't top I, that. I, I, I'm sorry. Exactly. I, I'm sorry. But no, a lot of fun. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Pick a fight is off to a, uh, as I, I'll quote what fight said this morning, a booming success. But no, I'm excited about 2022. Like I said at the top of the interview, lots of really cool stuff um, in my world and in Conrad, uh, in Podcast Heat, and we've got our calendar lined up. At the end of the month, me and Eric Bischoff in St. Louis, Royal Rumble weekend, get to have our first live show together. Uh, I think the gloves are going to be off on that. I think some heads are going to roll. Uh, no, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Go to jeffandericlive.com, jeffandericlive.com if, if you want to get tickets. But Royal Rumble's uh, weekend's always fun. So, again, lots of moving parts and a lot of good stuff, but I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jeff. And thanks, everybody, thank for listening. This is Dominic D'Angelo, WrestleZone. Go to WrestleZone.com for all your WrestleZone needs. And that's about it, guys. Thanks. <laughs>